Good morning, and we're going to look at the Bible together. We're going to carry on our uh, series in James. We're in James chapter 5. I'm going to start uh, by telling a little uh, bit of a story from a second century historian. He said about a particular man, he said this. He used to enter the temple alone. So this man, he would go into the temple in Jerusalem and was often found kneeling and imploring forgiveness for the people so that his knees became hard like a camel's from his continual kneeling in worship of God and in prayer for the people. Sounds uh, incredible, this guy who would go into the temple, he was constantly there in prayer, kneeling uh, so much that his knees would become rough and hard like uh, as, uh, this uh, second century historian uh, called uh, Hegesippus said, they became like camel's knees. Well, Hegesippus was talking about James. He was talking about James, who was leading the church in Jerusalem, uh, and he wrote this letter that we're reading through. Uh, it seemed appropriate to quote that as we get into today's subject, as James makes a great call to prayer. James is a man who clearly knew what he was talking about. He was constantly in the temple, on his knees in prayer. Let's read uh, James chapter 5 uh, and verse 13 to 18. James 5, 13 to 18. Uh, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you ill? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they've sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops. I'm going to begin here. What a challenge. What a challenge. As I hear James talking about prayer, I'm challenged personally. Challenged personally, how do I often see prayer? A job to do or a, a task to tick off? What do I see? this great opportunity to meet with my father. I'm challenged personally to grow in being a man of prayer. Even reading that quote from Hegesippus, look at James, see that example, crying out to his father for the nation, crying out to his father for the people, for forgiveness. I'm convicted, I see James's heart, see how he prays and think, Wow. And I'm challenged for us as a church to be a people of prayer. I love it when we gather to pray on a, a Sunday evening on Zoom at the moment. Great time this past Sunday, praying together, 
crying out to God in prayer. But my challenge to me and to us is not to think, oh, we've got this nailed. We've got a weekly prayer meeting. We, we know what it is to be a people of prayer. I know very well in my own life, I haven't got this nailed. But as we hear this challenge and encouragement from James, let's continue to grow in this. That's my prayer for us today. In fact, I'm excited and stirred. If we go on that journey, we continue on that journey, growing in prayer, growing in relationship with our Father, growing in bringing our, our prayers to him and hearing him. As we do so, what might God do? Just look at what James is saying here as we scan through these verses and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well the Lord will raise them up if they sinned they will be forgiven therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective you see, in these verses, James gives us great encouragement to pray. Great encouragement to see our expectations raised and come to our Father. See, James calls his readers to pray. He calls us to pray. You see, prayer is the right response. In all sorts of situations, in every circumstance, let's come to our Father. Particularly in the face of the suffering that James has been speaking of. As the people of God, in facing all kinds of trials, in all kinds of circumstances, what's he said? Stand firm. Don't grumble against one another. Remember God's mercy. As Ben was sharing with us last week, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Have integrity and honesty. Be, be the people of God, but also, and pray and pray. James finishing his letter as he began it in James chapter 1. He, he, this theme has come through the letter. Come back to God. Pray, pray, pray. Ask him. Ask your father. Ask him. In, in James 1 uh, and verse, uh, in verse 2, he starts again on this same theme. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And then this, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. James is constantly drawing people back. Come to God, ask him. Come and pray. Come and listen to him. Come and ask. He calls us to pray. This is the right response and James is echoing a cry that comes through the whole Bible through the Old Testament you can see so many examples of God's people crying out to him remember the people of God crying out to God in Egypt you can read of Hannah crying out to God because she was childless and God hearing her prayer and giving her Samuel we see it through the Psalms, David and others crying out to God. Great examples of coming to God in prayer. Of course, we see it through Jesus, through his example and through his teaching. We see again and again, we could turn to Mark 
uh, chapter 1 and see again and again Jesus gets away by himself. In Mark 1 and verse 35 we can see uh, in a particular place Jesus has been healing many uh, but then here very early in the morning while it was still very dark Jesus got up left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Jesus getting away to spend time with his father see that in many places of course famously in Gethsemane Jesus goes to the garden to pray and we see Jesus teaching in so many ways of course famously the Lord's Prayer this in this then is how you should pray our Father who art in heaven and on through the epistles Paul brings so much encouragement to pray particularly we could we could reference in in 1 Thessalonians 5 1 Thessalonians 5 we see Paul encouraging people to pray 1 Thessalonians in chapter 5 and verse 16 what do we see rejoice always pray continually Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And we could turn to so many other places. This theme rings out throughout scripture. Come to God in prayer. Come and be with your Father. What is it that James is calling us to do? To pray in every circumstance. Are you in trouble? Pray. Are you happy? Bring praise. Are you sick? Call on the elders to pray. Pray for one another. Keep praying continually in every circumstances, good, bad or otherwise for yourself and for others. But you see what's James calling us to do? He's calling us to be the people of God. He's calling us to be children relating to our Father. Being a family together, praying for one another, bringing our requests to our Father for each other. Relating to him, talking and listening, being with him. As Jesus did so often, getting away by himself to be with his Father. See, the challenge is we can so easily reduce this to, I'll say a prayer. I don't bring that with any criticism, but I'm challenged that we would go deeper, that we would understand more. Let's relate to God. Let's be with our Father. We're the people of God and we have a Father in heaven. Let's, as James encourages us, come to him, talk to him, listen to him, rely on him, trust him. We see James's words as a whole. We see this sense, this is what we should do. Whatever you're facing, come back to your Father. Whatever's going on, you can bring it to him. Whatever's going on, he is with you. Trust him, rely on him, pray. But what does James bring us? He calls us to pray. This is what he calls us to do. And if we look at some specifics, he calls us to pray for ourselves. Note this in verse 13. Is anyone among you in trouble? Well, we can expect, maybe we could expect, is anyone among you in trouble? Well, pray for them. Pray for them uh, 
as they're going through this hard time, pray for them. Very good thing to do. And James will go on to say that. Pray for one another. But we can miss this. And here's the encouragement to us. If anyone, um, is there anyone among you in trouble, let them pray. Let them pray. We're encouraged in the midst of every circumstance, pray. If you're in the midst of something, whatever you're in the midst of, the encouragement from James and my encouragement to you is pray. Come before your father. You have a father who loves you. Right in the midst of this time, whether you're in trouble, whether you're happy, whether you're, uh, whether you're sick, whether you're in whatever circumstance, this is James's encouragement. You come and pray. Get before your father. Be with him. Here's where you find hope. Here's where you find strength. Here's where you find help in your time of need. As Hebrews 4 encourages us, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence and find help in our time of need. So James encourages us to pray for ourselves. When we're facing trouble, when we're facing situations, when we are rejoicing, let's do that rejoicing with God. Let's pray. Let's pray. But also for one another. Yes, yes, yes. In the midst of trouble, in the midst of whatever is going on, ask others to pray. Ask others to pray for you. What does James say? Therefore confess your sins to each other, verse 16, and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. James encourages us to pray for each other. Pray for one another. What opportunity it is as we gather in hubs, even if it's just on Zoom at the moment, in hubs and maybe in smaller groups, maybe in breakout rooms within hubs, maybe just with our friends in different situations, Maybe over the phone, maybe over a WhatsApp group, we can share requests. We get to pray for one another. We get to share in each other's journey with God and praying, in lifting each other up. Our brothers and sisters, oh God, would you help them? Oh God, would you bless them? Oh God, would you strengthen them and encourage them as they go on? You make them more like you. We've got such an opportunity as we gather together. And James also encourages elders in this particular way to pray for the flock, for those who are sick, particularly. We see in uh, verse uh, 14, is anyone among you ill? Then let them call on the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. There's an invitation, in fact, an instruction. Call on the elders to pray. I'll just make the point here, we as elders should expect to pray for the sick. It doesn't mean that no one else can pray for the sick, but we should expect to pray for the sick and we should expect to see people healed in our midst. There's a mystery here, we don't always see healing, but God, wants to heal we should expect to see God work in healing my encouragement to you is to take this instruction seriously call on the elders to pray and let's be expectant 
James calls us to pray. That's what we're called to do, is to pray in every circumstance, to come before our Father, to know we have a Father who hears us. But how are we to come? James, as we look at these verses, calls us to come in faith and to come humbly with honesty and repentance. You see, James is drawing out this sense we're in relationship with our Father. We're coming to our Father who loves us. We're coming to our Father who is God, who is holy, who is over all, who is powerful, who loves us and pours out his grace on us. We're coming to the one we trust and the one we're living for. So let's come understanding who he is. Let's come understanding who we are. James brings a real focus here on repentance. Confess your sins to one another and pray that you may be healed. The prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well, the Lord will raise them up. If they've sinned, they will be forgiven. We have a God who forgives. Let's come to him. Let's confess. Let's be repentant. And come acknowledging he is Lord. It's a real focus on repentance. We're, we're running after him. We want to run. In, I, I want to come before my father in purity and cry out to him. I want to be more like him. And in honesty and humility, you see, in even bringing our requests, our prayers, our, our acknowledgement, is any one of you in trouble, let them pray. There's an honesty and a humility there. God, I need you. Look, this is what I'm facing. I can't do it myself. There's a, a submission. This is how we come to our Father. And James calls us to come in faith. Trusting in God, believing him. That's what he said back in James chapter 1, which we read a moment ago. But when you ask, you must have faith and not doubt. We need, we need faith and we need to ask. He said that in James chapter 4 and verse 2. You desire, but do not have, so you kill. You cover, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. James calls us, come. In faith, come and ask him. Come and ask God. There's a need to come in faith. But you see this word, but we need to come in faith. But actually, faith drives us to pray. We believe you, God. We, we understand who you are. We know we, are the, we need you. We know you are powerful. We know you love us. So I'm going to come and ask you. But living by faith, it's going to cause us to pray. And it causes us to come with expectation. You see, James is raising our expectations here in these verses. The sick will be healed. They will be forgiven. The prayers of a righteous man are powerful and effective. James is calling us to come in faith and believe. 
And as he goes on to bring the example of Elijah, he's calling us to believe and pray the promises of God to him. We see Elijah's example. What does it say about Elijah? Elijah was a human being even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops. We look back at that story we see that Elijah had heard that God was saying no, the, the rain is going to stop for this time I'm bringing judgment. And Elijah prays, this is what you've said, God. It's a praying of what God has already said, what God has promised, what can we hold on to, what can we bring and say, no, God, you've said this, we believe this, I'm bringing this to you. Neil encouraged us last week, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. We can see promises throughout scripture i will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail this is what jesus is doing we can see in romans paul says god works in all things for the good of those who love him there's a call to come and pray in faith to see things god's way to come and lift up cries of faith for example in this pandemic what is God doing? What is his sovereign plan? What is our nation and the world's greatest need? Yes, mercy for the weak and the vulnerable, protection and strength for frontline workers, wisdom for leaders, yes, 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 but salvation. A need for our nation to turn back to God, to turn away from sin and to come back to our maker. I was reading uh, in the Bible in one year uh, app, Nikki Gumbel quoted, actually quoted the Queen from one of her uh, speeches. Only a few, this is what the Queen said, only a few acknowledged Jesus when he was born, now billions follow him. The message of Jesus is never out of date and is needed as much as ever. Isn't that the truth? So we can come and pray, God, would you have mercy on the vulnerable? Lord, would you protect them from this virus? Lord, would you give energy and wisdom to doctors and those on the front line? God, would you give wisdom to our leaders that they may make good choices? But Lord, would you come and bring healing to our land? Humble us that we may turn back to you in repentance. Bring salvation across this land what an opportunity to pray in faith to pray back the promises of God God you're at work in this you say you work in all things for the good of those who love you God you say you will build your church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it Lord would you work in this time what an opportunity I'm stirred let's pray let's stir ourselves to keep coming in prayer We're called to pray. We're called to come in humility and in faith. So how do we respond? You see, I'm, I'm hit and challenged by our need to pray. As James calls us to. 
to again quote the writer to the Hebrews again, to throw off everything that hinders us and to approach the throne of grace with confidence. I'm aware so much can get in the way for myself, for, for maybe for others as well. Maybe disappointment. This didn't seem to be answered. Maybe our own self-reliance. I'm just getting on and managing myself. Forgetting our need of him. Perhaps comparison with others. Perhaps it can just feel hard. I was thinking, I quite enjoy running. And over the last few years, done quite a bit of running. Only short distances, not particularly fast. But, but I haven't done it for a while. I know that when I get out and do it again, it will feel tough. In fact, it, it feels like I don't really want to do it. I know I enjoy it. I know it's good for me. I know it's, it's it, actually, I, re, I enjoy doing it. But now, having got out of the habit, I don't know if I really want to. I know it's going to be tough. Well, actually, my encouragement to myself on that and to all of us in terms of prayer, let's just do it. Let's jump in. Let's make a step. It might be uncomfortable. It might be tricky. It might feel a bit hard work. But let's take a step. Perhaps for you, that's go to your room, close the door, get alone with your father. Get a few minutes. Let's pray. Perhaps a step for you might be to come to the prayer meeting. Come to the prayer meeting. Come and join in. Come and listen. Come and pray silently in your head, along with everyone. Just come and see. But my challenge to myself and all of us is let's grow in this. Let's recognise our need of God. Recognise his power, his care, his love. And therefore, what a powerful weapon we have in prayer. Seeing the situations in our lives, seeing the situations around us and in the nation and in the nations. What an opportunity, what a privilege, what a need we have to cry out to our Father at this time. And at all times, Father, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.